So Jesus is very clear uh, in the gospel today that like, his heart for us is to be in heaven with him. And he doesn't want anything to stop us. And so he, he says, kind of in a really full-on sort of a way, that if your hand causes you to sin, then cut it off. You know, if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. And he goes on. Now, what he's really trying to say, he's not saying, you know, do that, like, actually physically. <laughs> but what he's saying is that, you know, the kingdom of God is so important to me and that I want everybody to be there that I don't want anything to stop you. I don't want anything to get in the way. And even important things, he doesn't want those to, to be a barrier for you to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is this relationship with God forever. That we're able to receive his love in a most powerful way that it doesn't end. That he wants to you know, welcome us into his presence. And so it's really his heart for us that he wants you know, nothing to get in the way. That he wants us to empty ourselves of everything that would stop us. And so he says, even if somebody would lead somebody away from me, then that has you know, terrible consequences. That, that, that person would not be able to receive this love that I have for them. And so it's really Jesus' heart for us that he has just so much passion in his heart that he doesn't want anything to stop us. Okay. And it's this love, you know, that was causing him to go to the cross, okay? That he was willing to cut himself off so that we could enter into life. That when Jesus goes to the cross, that he allows himself to experience what it would be like to be cut off from God. It's kind of a strange thing. But it's his heart for us that he's wanting to, to give over everything so that we could be with him forever. And so he goes to the cross with this passionate fire in his heart, this love for us, that he's not going to let anything stop us, that he's not going to let our own sin, our own violence to him, stop us from entering into heaven. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? <laughs> that like God just loves you with this extraordinary love that he's willing to do anything to have you. But what is extraordinary about God is that he gives us the freedom to choose him. He gives us the freedom to say yes to him but he also gives us the freedom to say no to him because he loves us and he wants us to love him back. And to be able to love somebody truly, you have to be free to do that. You have to be free to even say no to them. And so God loves us that much that he wants us to be free to choose him. Now, when I was about 17, 
And, you know, I went to church every Sunday my whole life. I think I missed maybe once. I was at my friend's house. I thought it was my opportunity. But then my mum told me off, so I didn't. I continued to go to Mass. But I went to Mass every Sunday. And as a teenager, I started to, I kind of started to drift away from my faith. I was in an unhealthy relationship. I started to push my family away. I had this sort of selfishness in my heart. And I started to kind of walk away. Now, I still believed in God, but I wasn't really living that out in my life. And I remember just thinking, like, when I was a child, I had this peace in my heart, just a simple peace, and I was happy. And I was just thinking to myself as a 17-year-old, thinking, I just don't have that anymore. And I would do anything to have that back. And so I started to pray, and I didn't really know how to pray. I'd just get these little prayer cards of the saints, and I would just read the back of them. That was kind of my prayer. And I asked my, my grandma if she could give me one of those, you know, those little brochures that you have about the rosary. You know the rosary? And she ended up, she was like really excited about that. And so she gave me a few other things. Uh, <laughs> and she gave me this little book. And it was this little book about prayer and about heaven, about Mary and, and the saints. And so I was in my room one day. And I was trying to pray. And I was reading this little book that my, my grandma gave me. And I was reading about heaven, okay? Now, as I was reading about that, and I was looking about my life, thinking about my life, I just had this thought, I felt like I wasn't going there. And it wasn't a, a sort of con con like condemnation, it wasn't like God was condemning me, but it was more, I was thinking about the decisions that I was making in my life, and I felt like I wasn't walking towards heaven. I was walking away. And so... I decided that I'd go along to, to reconciliation on my own. That was the first time I'd really done that uh, without my family and my dad kind of getting us, kind of forcing us to go there. I went on my own. I walked down to the church and I was really honest with the priest. He was my parish priest. And, you know, he said something to me that really changed my life. He said to me, you know, what can you do to change? You know, what can you do? And I knew I had to do something. And in my particular journey, I had to make a big decision. And for me, it was to break up with this girl because it wasn't leading me in the right way. And that was really the biggest decision that I had to make because this was the first time I really made a decision for God. It wasn't because of my parents telling me. It was because of this desire in my heart. I wanted to get to heaven and I realized that this wasn't helping me get there. And so that was really the biggest decision that I've made in my life. It was even bigger than me deciding to become a priest. Because that was really the beginning of this decision that I made to follow God. And it was really the fundamental decision of my life. And there's been times since, many times since, that I've even sort of found myself walking a different way. But then I bring myself back because this was the way that I was experiencing this peace, this, you know, this, this meaning, this purpose in my life that nothing else could really fulfill. And so God, in his love for us, he gives us this freedom to choose him. 
and he will do anything to have you. But he still gives you that freedom to choose. And over these days, you've been making these decisions for God. And in one sense, it's really easy to do that in this place when you're surrounded you know, by others that have been at this amazing conference. And everybody, you see other people making these decisions for God. And we know that it's going to be difficult when you get back home. But it's important that you've made these decisions here in this place, in this safe place, in this space that you've made for God, in this time that you've emptied yourself so that you can be filled with God. Because I don't want to say that, you know, it's easy here, and then when, it, you, know, when you leave here, then that's when it gets hard, even though that's true. But that the decision that you have made here in this kind of high point, you know, in the joy of being around others and being able to praise God openly, like that is very important. You're making these decisions now so that when you face those challenges ahead, that you'll look back to that moment when you decided to follow Jesus, to give your life to him, to empty something of your life, that you'll make that decision that you've made here for that moment and for those other moments that are going to come in your life. So don't underestimate these decisions that you've made. That God has given you the grace to be open to say yes to him. And so for me in my life, as I made that decision, things started to open up. You know, I started to, to meet other young people and realizing that, you know, I wasn't alone. And I started to pray and encounter God in different ways. So this freedom that God gives us, he gives us this freedom to choose, to say yes to him. Now this yes isn't, it's not just for you as well. That the yes that you make for him and that you continue to make is not just for you. That the yes you make is going to impact the lives of many, many people. You know, for those that are going to get married, it's going to influence, you know, your spouse, your children. You know, for those of you who are called to the priesthood or religious life, you know, that your yes is going to impact the way you live that out and the, the witness that you are. You know, for those of you that are called to, to single life and to serve God in that way, that your yes to God is going to impact so many people's lives. But also your no to God, that your no to God is going to, it's going to mean that that's going to affect other people's lives as well. You know, the people that would know the love of God through you that they might not be able to experience that. So Jesus uses this kind of harsh language, this full-on kind of language, because it's so important to him that you are with him forever, not just for the next week and on, you know, kind of the, the high of Ignite, kind of maybe it will go on for a week, usually it just kind of drops down straight away, or even a month or a year. Like, he's on about the long haul. For the rest of your life and forever, he wants to be in this relationship with you. And he wants you to draw as many other people as you can to heaven with you. Because the purpose of our life is to be with God forever. 
and to draw as many other people as we can to him. Now, something that can stop us from saying yes to God and being open about that and drawing other people is fear. You know, fear can stop us because we can worry about what other people think of us. And I experienced that in my life. Like, I experienced that even as I'm kind of preparing what to say to you. I'm like, will they accept me? Like, am I going to say something that's going to be of worth? But, you know, even my everyday life, in our life, we're worrying about, you know, what people will think of us. You know, sometimes we worry about what, you know, our yes, that we're going to miss out on other things. That we can have this fear. So this is the point in my homily where I do a rap, okay? Uh, so this rap is about fear, okay? And it's really about just, you know, like if you feel afraid, all you have to do is step out. You know, it's actually, a, it takes a whole lot of courage to be afraid and to do something. Like that's actually what courage is. Okay, so... Here we go. So just my luck feeling stuck, closed up. I can't relax, no clue what to do. Feel like a failure inside, but all it takes is a match. And then my tongue's alive. Now these words arise. If you fail, it's fine, because you were made to shine. It's busting out of your heart. So just step up and make a stutter and start. So here goes, who knows, filling the flows as I go. Some simple words to inspire. To make way for the one who smiles as bright as lightning as he sets you free. Awaken in the song that has been sleeping within. God's glory hidden beneath your paper-thin skin. So feel the fear and just begin, because his desire for you is to be who you are. As you step out of the fear and step into the fire, the dryness you feel will make the flames burn higher. So take courage as you step up and step in. Set your heart on him and new freedom within, because all it takes is a match so let the flames begin. There you go. <laughs> so all it takes is a match. You know, a yes to God, a simple yes. It takes a moment. You know, that yes to say, I'm going to speak to that person who I can see who's struggling. You know, a yes to be able to be open about your faith. Just to say yes to God, to step out and take the courage, because all it takes is a match, and then the flames begin. Like, that's why this conference is called Ignite, so that the flame can begin in your life, to say yes to God, and not just today, not just tomorrow, but for the rest of your life and for forever, because God wants to be with you, and God is with you. And that he gives us his Holy Spirit. As we say yes to him, he just says a massive yes to you. And he pours himself out into your life. He fills you with his Holy Spirit. So as we, you know, as we go from here, to not be afraid. Not to be afraid of what other people think. I know I'm getting a little bit intense. Um, but we, we have this, this ad back in New Zealand, and it's, it's like a, a drink driving ad. And we have these great ads in New Zealand, right? 
And I don't know if you've seen the ad, it's called Ghost Chips, you know that ad? If you haven't seen it. Um, what happens is it's this young guy and he's at a party, right? And he's, you know, he sees his mate and his mate's drinking and he knows like his friend is going to drive home and he's like, oh, man, I should tell him that, you know, he's thinking in his head, like he's like, I should, you know, I should tell, say something to him. But then he's like, you know, if I say something to my friend, this girl that I like, Monique, Monique might think I'm dumb. And then his mate, this other mate comes out and goes, oh, Monique thinks you're dumb. <laughs> and so then he's like, you know, but what if I, you know, I tell my friend and then if I don't tell him, then, you know, like something bad happens and then, you know, he has a crash and then like his ghost comes to haunt me. And so then he's like walking out on the street and like his ghost mate's like, do you want a chip? Do you want a chip? And he's like, can't eat your ghost chips. And so then anyway, what happens is that he gets to the party again, he's back in the scene, and his friend's like, well, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm internalizing a really complicated situation in my head. <laughs> and then he's like, what? And he goes, I don't think you should drive. And then his friend just goes, oh, okay. And so he was so afraid about what his friend would think. And like this girl that might think he's dumb, he kind of thought he was dumb anyway, but... And he was just worried about all this stuff, you know, and it was, it was complications that go inside your head. And it was just really simple. And it was like, he just put himself on the line. I know it's kind of silly, but... Like he just said to his friend, you know, don't drive tonight. And like in the, in the advert world, like in that world of that story, like he saved his friend's life. So it doesn't have to be complicated, okay? You know, to follow God. You know, like you, as it says in the, in the reading, that you, all you have to do is give a water to somebody who belongs to him and, and you'll receive your reward. So we don't have to make it complicated. Just to listen to the Holy Spirit, who we've all received... And listen to what he's asking you to do. And just to make those little decisions for God. And those little decisions will have big impacts. Because it's God that's asking you to do it. So I just, I guess I invite you, I don't guess, I invite you to say yes to God, to have the courage, you know, to go from here. And when you go down the mountain and you struggle, don't give up. Because God says, you know, if you want to serve the Lord, if you want to serve me, my child, prepare yourself for an ordeal. If you want to follow me, pick up your cross. Be willing to die for me. He's not, he doesn't sort of say it's going to be roses and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be awesome and then you come home and it's not. It's going to be really, really hard. It's going to be a big struggle. But just continue to say yes to him. And as you do that, he will lead you to heaven and he will lead as many people as he can through you into his heart.